0: Our Regenerate 2.0 campaign is an opportunity for members of First Baptist Church Athens to support the revisioning of the physical facilities of FBC Athens. With a church that is 191 years old and celebrating its 100th year in this physical sanctuary at 355 Pulaski Street, this is not the first campaign of this type and most certainly will not be the last Today's podcast provides us with some insight from persons who are known as members of the cradle roll, those who were born into FBC and are still here today. We are asking them to share some of their thoughts on persons and events at First Baptist Athens that were influential in their faith life journey, as well as why they support the Regenerate 2.0 campaign. Today, I'm talking with Julie Massey Jenkins. Julie, in your faith journey at FBC, who played a significant part in your growth and how? Well, after growing up
1: in First Baptist, there have been many who have influenced my life, uh, my spiritual growth through Sunday school, training union, GAs, which became teens, and then also choir. There were there were many Sunday school teachers, so it's you know hard just to pick just one. But I wanted to talk about GAs and Acteens. Carol Hainsworth and Eunice Mills were were two of our leaders. We you know had other volunteers as well, but they had a big impact on my life. We not only spent Wednesday evenings together, but a lot of times on Sunday afternoons, and we did um, mission projects together, uh, sleepovers. We took, we took trips to Rock Eagles, to Rock Eagle. And we learned about how missionaries brought others to Christ through their mission work in other countries and then how we could do that right right here in Athens. Uh, we worked hard completing our steps to to gain um, each level. so and they worked right there with us. Also um, someone that had probably the most influence in my life was Bob Farrell. He had, He was our choir director, as well as a youth director. Bob and Betty Jane were like second parents to all of us. We, of course, had choir practice. We went on retreats up to the uh, Southern Baptist Convention uh, space in um, Toccoa. And we we did um, many trips. He took us on choir trips all over Georgia, Florida, and Alabama. I was fortunate enough to go on two trips to um, Europe with the choir and the ferals. And we had many fundraisers fundraisers and different projects that we did to um, raise money for all of us to attend. And they they taught us what Christ was like by just how they treated all of us and um, everybody in the church and as we met um, people all over the world. I guess that would be probably the most influential people. Okay.
0: And I will endorse uh, all of those selections that you mentioned as well because as you and I grew up in the church together, uh, I can attest that all of those folks uh, had as well an influence in my world and my life, and particularly the Farrells, because I don't know anybody who in the 70s had the kind of opportunities and they never hesitated at all to do that with us. So I, I, I would definitely agree um, with um, your your selections as well. But that, that's that's true. And, you know,
1: I just thought about, um, I failed to mention the Appletons. They came um, while we were in high school, and their daughter Catherine was um, maybe a year behind me in, in school. So I got to know them very well um, because Catherine and I became friends. But the uh, Appletons definitely had a big influence on my life and in fact Virginia Ableton even even started our circle I mean I think we were driving to the first meeting and if she saw anybody on the sidewalk we stopped and um, asked them if they would like to come and join um, the circle so
0: they they definitely ha- had a big part in my life as well definitely definitely um, what of our faithful past at FBC do you see and how can this inspire all of us to be excited about our future here at FBC?
1: Well, over the years, I've, I've been very happy that our leaders have seen fit to expand and remodel as needed. I know in the 70s, if we um, wanted to continue to be a downtown church, we sort of had to keep up with the others if we intended um, to grow. So during that campaign, I remember they made more space for the choir. They uh, enlarged the um, baptismal pool and actually um, you know, put, put it up high where everybody in the um, congregation could see it. And then they also um, remodeled the sanctuary. And actually, I, I was the first one baptized in the, um, the new pool, and uh, Donna Hopper, Donna Harvey Hopper, was the second. Um, I know during some of the campaigns um, there were um, times when some people felt like, oh, we need to fix the furnace, but let's just fix the furnace. We don't need to add on a new, new fellowship hall. Um, there's talk about this rotunda. I mean, that's going to be really expensive. So I'm glad that um, they were able to, uh, the leaders were able to influence those, those people, those deacons and others who um, felt that way you know, that we needed to continue to, to continue to grow. And even so, in our um, most recent renovation, um, the air conditioner had to be fixed. And I know after being on the Master Planning Committee, there were a lot of people that just said, hey, you know, let's fix the air conditioner, and I think we'll be, you know, good for a little while. But, you know, we needed um, more space. We needed to be able to put the children on the same floor. We needed to consider um, the adults having to... Um, go upstairs or downstairs for classes. They needed to be able to um, get there um, easily. We, ne- we needed um, space for a, pl- uh, for a larger playground. And our sanctuary, um, we needed to, d- to do some remodeling there to um, make it more um, friendly. Um, and also, um, we needed to have a little bit more space than for the choir, choir as well. Um, it has been very important to me to, to um, give money for this because this is helping us uh, grow and helping us be able to do more things for our community and have more space for a vacation Bible school and all, um, all other things. And I know um, God wants us to spend our, our money or his money you know, um, faithfully And to be smart about it, but I think um, the decisions we made to to do what we could afford, we couldn't do everything that was suggested, um, was very important. So I as one, um, you know, will continue. My husband, Michael, and I will continue to give through this this second
0: phase, and um,
1: hopefully everybody else will too.
0: And I think that's the sentiment that we are all looking towards, Julie, is that, um, there have been various campaigns in the past. Um, and those before us, um, our parents and the people before our parents and the people before those folks, because if you look at 191 years, okay. there's a lot of people that came before us, and they have made that commitment. And um, they have set the foundation for us to also uh, carry forward um, in this opportunity to support not only the fiscal building but the opportunities for missions and other growth that comes, um, but that those do take resources, and it takes a leap of faith. And sometimes not everyone is um, always on board initially, but uh, through the um, testimony of uh, our parents and others who have, were before them, uh, they set that example. And uh, I'm excited that, excited that us Cradle Role members also – Uh, can continue to carry that forward for future generations so that in another 100 years, uh, there will be an opportunity to look back and say, wow, uh, look at what we're doing, but all we're doing is building upon what was uh, gone before us. And um, that is part of what our mission and charge is uh, in being that faithful follower of Christ and supporting the ministries uh, and So I I appreciate um, the things you've shared today and uh, look forward to where this next Regenerate 2.0 campaign takes us. And uh, hopefully in mine and your lifetime, there will be another campaign of some sort uh, as we continue to always look for ways to provide the service to our Lord and Savior and Jesus Christ. Thank you.